This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Wednesday. Don't know it's Halloween. Thus the intro with the viscous red liquid. The horror movie theme. Good evening. Good evening. We got a lot of news to talk about tonight. Weed. Weed. Don't mind if I do. We have to pack his bong in a second. We may not be eyed up for this shit. I'm looking forward to tonight. Mox. RB. Warlord. D's nuts. Jones. Clinically. So glad to have you all here. These nuts. Uh, don't ask us what we do to nuts around here. Show you some truck nuts. Oh my God! We went through the whole Betterman Oz debate last night. Not once did I use the kicking authority in the balls. I'm, I'm clearly not on on top of my game. The new media messiah. I haven't used that one in a while. I, so, um, the whole new media messiah and shit, that was before I had a, a trip on acid where I stared at a, a portrait that I had of myself up in my room and decided, wow, I'm really pretentious and stuck up my own ass. That's when, a lot, that's when I made a lot of changes about my, uh, public persona and I think I really honed in on 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 the winning formula. Dr. Frankenstein versus Frankenstein debate. Well, Frank, Frankenstein was the doctor, the monster. Because, like, there's that meme where, like, um, like the, the conservative is like, oh, Nick's are going to tell us that Frankenstein was misunderstood and blah, blah, blah. Did I tell you to stick something up your ass? I don't remember that. What? Fake Justin, what's wrong? What'd I say? What was what was out of character for what I I just said? Give me give me one second, let the music run out, I'll give you a sexual anarchy. I am not high enough for all you people in the chat. So far, so so far tonight, the internet is doing well in the housemates' home, and also like in there watching, catching up on Hot D, as Warlord likes to call it, getting the Hot D in the living room. <laughs> oh God! But still, what like internet's doing fine. Hope I did not jinx it yet again. Kanye West hires former FBI agent to get his net worth back. Those of you listening to the podcast, it is the picture of Herschel Walker from the debate where he whipped out his badge. (laughs) He has indeed, has indeed, uh, is a, has done work with the FBI. I forget how he said it. He, he, He said it really wild. 
Like, he caught himself. He's like, I'm getting ready to say a lie. And then, like, have worked with cops during the debate. We got an update on the Fetterman debate from last night. Pardon me while I whip this out. You live in sexual anarchy? Apparently, the Fetterman campaign has accused Nexstar of having a delay in the closed captioning. I will explain to you guys how the closed captioning... There is a delay on closed captioning, period. It is not automatic. Even mine right here has a slight delay. Because I can see it, and even... It, it, like, it thinks about the word I'm using sometimes. God damn, it's pretty fast, to be honest with you. God damn, the captioning on my OBS pretty goddamn fast. But you're to expect a little bit. But the cam- and, the, and the campaign didn't really make a big deal out of it, but Nexstar felt it was a big deal, and Nexstar refon- uh, responded. Lenny, good evening. Monsieur Balls. So glad to see you guys. Not once last night during the Oz Fetterman debate did I break out. He's kicking authority in the balls. So I feel like I was derelict in duty or whatever the fuck it's called. I said duty. Um, I don't, I don't think I did my job properly last night because not once did I break out kicking authority in the balls. I feel like we haven't seen Mike Lindell talk about being on crack in a while. I was on crack. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Jolly right, right. I was up this morning. Warlord, Warlord, if you're still in here, I was up this morning. And if I had caught it like 15 minutes sooner, I would have aired Prime Minister's Questions live. Because I love Prime Minister's Questions. I love Prime Minister's Questions. But we are we are going to watch the, the, uh, the tense exchange between the labor leader... And the new Prime Minister, during the first Prime Minister's questions from this morning, I guess it was afternoon in in Britain. It was morning for me, folks. We're going to outline the controversy surrounding the new uh, Home Secretary. Her name is Suella Braverman. You may remember her from resigning like a week ago. In controversy. <laughs> so, maybe a week and a half ago, this was right before Liz Truss uh, and that whole debacle. This all happened so fast. But yes, we're going to be covering what's going on in the UK. We're going to get a taste of what happened last night in the uh, Kathy Holchul Lee Zeldin debate in New York City. Or, I mean, not in New York, in New York State. I don't know if they had it in New York City or not. It might have been in Albany. I'd have been in Buffalo. Fucking who? There's a lot of cities in New York to choose from. I New York City was just like, that just slipped out. I'm sorry. I'm having one of those days. I haven't been on top of my game in a while now. I don't know why. Apologies. The LA City Council was shut down by protest. Declared it an unlawful gathering, apparently. We're going to get the scoop on that. Bob Menendez, Senator Bob Menendez announced today that he was under federal investigation and my my surprise it's kind of like when you you hear somebody die and you're like weren't they already dead i was like wasn't he already under federal investigation 
get the latest on that. Mark Meadows ordered to testify. The 2020 election probe, a judge has ordered Ron DeSantis to hand over records regarding the migrant flights. We have fresh allegations of paying for an abortion from a new accuser with, uh, you know, one Mr. Herschel Walker, Junior G-Man over here. Last night, I brought up this this comedy show that was supposed to happen featuring the Proud Boys. Uh, TPUSA was putting it on. And, like, I had just seen it on Twitter, and I popped on, and they were like, this is what happened last time. And I was like, well, I hope violence doesn't break out. Well, no, no, no. It was like a 100-person brawl. We got video of it. The Proud Boys and TPUSA event, it was shut down last night. Some, I think it was in California somewhere. We have multiple clips of Marjorie Taylor Greene on this talk show. I couldn't I couldn't find a, a, a good whole clip of it. We got multiple clips we're gonna watch. And apparently she she walks off. She goes very frustrated. Jurors return to verdict in the Daryl Brooks trial. We're gonna break all of that down. We're gonna go over the supposed Reddit post by a juror. That kind of overshadowed closing arguments. We're going to get a taste of the closing arguments from Brooks. They're like an hour long. We're not going to watch all of that. We're going to get five, six minutes. And it's pretty pretty much going to give us a good summation of what Daryl Brooks actually did during his closing arguments. I have the verdict being read, and then I'm going to give you victim's reaction to the verdict. I'm being coy and not telling you the verdict, but I think you guys can pretty much guess. Especially if you were here when we did the breakdown the other day. Matt Walsh. I don't know if he's upset about the Mario movie. I don't know if he's talking about somebody being upset about the Mario movie. Something about Matt Walsh and the Mario movie. That's our that's our levity towards the end. Proud Boys do their best to uh, provoke, provoke. They're they're shit stirrers, right? DPUSA is the same, and I can I can I can show you how they're adopting a literal neo-Nazi tactic. The father of the American Nazi movement, George Lincoln Rockwell, was his name. He used to go to college campuses. Expressly said. For the reasoning of causing protest and then using the protest as a way to generate news stories about himself. He would claim that his rights were being violated by these protesters trying to shut down his events. Literal neo-Nazi. This is the tactic that TPUSA and several right-wing organizations have been employing. Sassy Snicks, good evening. I know, I cracked up when I saw it. But all that and more here tonight on the Troll Patrol Live. Warlord, would you like me to go ahead and start off with the British news? So you can go to bed. I love Prime Minister's questions. It's one of my favorite fucking things in the world. So this is the uh, labor leader. I, what what the fuck is his name here? Let me, Tim Kern or some shit like that. I'm fucking it up. Come the Prime Minister. Stormer. I was way off. Tim Kerr. Kerr Stormer. Sir Kerr Stormer. 
is the labor leader. Am I off on, on the way I'm pronouncing his name, Warlord? Thank you, Mr. Speaker, and may I welcome the Prime Minister. The first British Asian Prime Minister is a significant moment in our national story. And it's a reminder that for all Keith? the challenges we face... This is Kerr. Britain is a place where people of all races and all beliefs can fulfil their dreams. Yeah. That's not true in every country, and many, didn't, and many didn't think that they would live to see the day when it would be true here. It's part of what makes us all so proud to be British. Yeah. Well, they sounded so enthusiastic. ...to resign last week for a breach of security. Prime Minister. Well, Mr. Speaker, can I thank the uh, Ronald Wood gentleman for, for his kind and indeed generous uh, welcome to the dispatch box. I look forward to Prime Minister's question time with him, and I know that we will have Here. robust exchanges, but I hope that they thank can also clinically. be serious and grown up. So I look forward to it. Well, uh, he, it, look, he, he asked uh, about the Home Secretary. The Home Secretary made an error of judgment, but she recognised that. She raised the matter and she accepted her mistake. And that's why. That's why I was delighted to welcome back into a united cabinet that brings experience and stability to the heart of government. And let me tell you, Mr Speaker, what the Home Secretary will be focused on. She'll be focused on cracking down on criminals, on defending our borders, while the party opposite remains soft on crime and in favour... Now, last night, the chat kind of pointed out that he sounded to the left of Joe Biden. Now that you're getting a taste of it, perhaps it's a little more of the the conservative brand we're used to. Of unlimited immigration. (laughs) Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker. Yesterday, the Prime Minister stood on the steps of Downing Street and promised integrity, professionalism and accountability. But then, with his first act... He appointed a Home Secretary who was sacked by his predecessor a week ago for deliberately pinging around sensitive Home Office documents from her personal account. Far from soft on crime, I ran the Crown Prosecution Service. Allow me to translate. She pulled a Hillary. She pulled a Hillary, is what he just said. For five years. I, I, I worked with Home Secretaries to take on terrorists and serious organised crime. And I know firsthand how important it is that we have a Home Secretary whose integrity and professionalism are beyond question. So, have officials raised concerns about his decision to appoint her? Mr. Mr. Speaker, I just addressed the issue with the Home Secretary, but but he, uh, but he talked about fighting crime. I would hope... I would hope, Mr. Speaker, I would hope that he would welcome. I would hope, I would hope that as we look forward, he would welcome the news today. That Alias 43, good evening. Yeah, they get rowdy over there in the House of Commons. Secretary will be supporting them to tackle burglaries. While the party opposite, the party opposite will be backing the lunatic protesting fringe that are stopping working. Well, Mr. Speaker, can, can we point out how diverse the the conservative coalition is over here on the left side? Uh, uh, I listened carefully. That was clearly not a no. <laughs> we can all see what's happened here. He's so weak, 
He's done a grubby deal, trading national security because he was scared to lose another leadership election. There's a new Tory at the top, but as always with them, party first, country second. Yesterday, yesterday, on the steps of Downing Street, he also admitted what the whole country knows. The Tories have crashed the economy and now somebody has to pay for their mess. I say it shouldn't be working people who've been hammered time and again by this lot, but those with the broadest shoulders must step up. Does he agree? No. Yeah. Mr Speaker, the Honourable Gentleman talked about party first and country second. Perhaps he could explain to us why it was a few years ago he was supporting the member for Islington North. Apparently that was a burn. Mr. Speaker. <laughs> and, and this lady right here with the cool dreads right behind Sunak, like, she thought that was a hell of a burn, too. She was amazed by that. She's like, oh, shit, no, he didn't. <laughs> uh, my record is clear. When times are difficult in this country, I will always protect the most vulnerable. That is the values of our we did it in COVID and we will do that again. Mr Speaker, he says he'll protect the most vulnerable. Let's test that. The government currently allows very rich people to live here but register abroad for tax purposes. I don't need to explain to the Prime Minister how non-dom status works. He already knows all about that. It costs the Treasury £3.2 billion every year. Why doesn't he put his mouth where his money where his mouth is and get rid of it? Why don't he put his mouth... I have been honest. We will have to take difficult decisions to restore economic stability and confidence. And my honourable friend, the Chancellor, will set that out in an autumn statement in just a few weeks. But what I can say, as we did during COVID, we will always protect the most vulnerable. We will do this in a fair way. But what I can say, I am glad, Mr Speaker that the party opposite Honourable Gentleman has finally realised that spending does need to be paid for. It is a novel concept for the party opposite. This government is going to restore economic stability and we will do it in a fair and compassionate way. Austerity is, is what I heard during his speech yesterday. What's been going on the last two... But anyway, I, I, I have to say, I'm surprised he's still defending non-dom status. He pretends he's on the side of working people, but in private he says something very different. Over the summer, he was secretly recorded at a garden party in Tunbridge Wells, boasting to a group of Tory members that he personally moved money away from deprived areas to wealthy places instead. Rather than apologise or pretend that he meant something else, why doesn't he now do the right thing and undo the changes that he made to those funding formulas? Well, uh, Mr Speaker, I know... I know... I, I, I know the right... I know the right honourable gentleman rarely leaves North London. that there are deprived areas in our rural communities, in our coastal communities. 
communities and across the South, and this government will relentlessly support them because we are a government that will deliver for people across the United Kingdom. But Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, he mentioned the last few weeks. I am the first to admit that mistakes were made, and that's the reason I am standing here. But that, but that is the difference between him and me. This summer, I was talking. I was being honest about the difficulties that we were facing. But when he ran for leader, when he ran for leader, he promised his party he would borrow billions and billions of pounds. I told the truth for the good of the country. He told his party what it wanted to hear. Leadership is not selling fairy tales. It is confronting challenges, and that is the leadership the British people will get from this government. Rebuttal from Labour. I think everyone should watch the video and make their own minds up. In public, he claims he wants to level up the North, but then he boasts about trying to funnel vital investment away from deprived areas. He says one thing and does another. But they're shouting. They're not my words. They're not my words. They're the words of the former chair of the Tory party, sacked yesterday for telling the truth about the Prime Minister. Even his own side know he's not on the side of working people. That's why the only time he ran in a competitive election, he got trounced by the former Prime Minister, who herself got beaten by a lettuce. (laughs) So why doesn't he put it to the test? Working people have their say and call a general election. Yes. Well, it'll take a long time to get through this paper if we carry on like this, Prime Minister. (laughs) Mr Speaker, he talks about mandates, about votes, about elections. It's a bit rich coming from the person who tried to overturn the biggest democratic vote in our country's history. Our our mandate is based on a manifesto... Is he referring to Brexit? ...to remind him an election that we won and they lost. Mandate that says we want a stronger NHS, better schools, safer streets, control of our borders, and levelling up. That is the mandate that I and this government will deliver for the British people. So, there you can tell why I love Prime Minister's questions so much. It's like a rap battle for politicians. I wish we did that here in the United States. Just let people grill the fucking president. It's amazing, and that's why I would have covered it this morning had I caught it like 15 minutes sooner. I was like, "Oh shit. The first thing that Labor brought up, though, was the appointment of Suela Braverman, who had been fired just a week ago by the previous Prime Minister, Liz Truss. Who is Suela Braverman, and why is her a new appointment so controversial? Labor accused Rishi Sunak of doing a grubby deal with his home secretary. Tory MP Suella Braverman has been made home secretary just six days after she was forced to resign the same post over a serious security breach. 
Her reappointment by the new Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, has sparked a fresh political row. Opposition parties have accused the PM of making a grubby deal with Braverman and demanded a cabinet office inquiry. The MP for Farman, who is the who is on the right of her party, holds one of the great offices of state and is effectively in charge of the United Kingdom security. Here, HuffPost UK talks you through who she is and why her reappointment has proved so controversial. Braverman was born in Harrow, northwest London, grew up in Wembley. I, I don't want her full fucking uh, biography. Braverman was elected as the Tory MP for Farman in May of 2015 after attempts in other seats, including Leicester East in 2005 against Labour's Keith Vaz. The Brexiteer served on a series of parliamentary committees and campaigned for the UK to leave the European Union. I watched a documentary on Brexit last night, and apparently, apparently it's going far worse than I was even aware. Braverman was promoted to parliamentary private uh, secretary uh, to the Treasury, and in 2018 made a junior minister for exiting the European Union. However, she resigned following November among the so-called Spartans who quit Theresa May's government over her draft Brexit deal. She was made Attorney General by Boris Johnson in February of 2020. I don't fucking... Lecaster? Sounds like some shit from Game of Thrones. Lannister? Ballister? I don't fucking know. In her role as the government's lawyer, Braverman said she was carefully considering whether to refer the case to the Court of Appeal after a jury cleared four protesters of criminal damage. In the toppling of the Colston statue, when the European Court of Human Rights intervened in June of 2022 to ground a deportation flight of asylum, seeker, uh, asylum seekers to Rwanda, Braverman said it was time to complete Brexit and let the British people decide who can and cannot stay in our country. She became a key figure in the so-called culture wars waged by the government under Johnson. In one interview, Braverman expressed her pride at being called or at being a child of the British Empire, which she claimed had been a force for good. By the way, for those of you who can't tell, Suella Braverman is is uh, I assume she's Indian. She is definitely ethnic. Those of you listening to the podcast. So, maybe surprising, but you could liken it to Latinos here in the U.S. who tend to be more conservative. Braverman has also attacked civil servants, accusing them of frustrating Brexit due to their Remain bias. Braverman was first made Home Secretary by Truss in September of 2022. During her short tenure, she clashed with the Prime Minister over immigration and broke with the government line by saying she wanted to return to David Cameron's target of fewer than 100,000 newcomers a year. She also raised eyebrows with a bizarre speech in the Commons in which she attacked the Guardian-reading, Tufo-eating, Wokarati. The Guardian-reading, Tufo-eating, Wokarati. After just six weeks in the job, Braverman resigned, saying she made a mistake by sending an official document from her private email account. 
She admitted she had breached the ministerial code by sending the restricted document to fellow right-wing MP, Sir John Hayes. It also transpired that Braverman accidentally copied in someone she believed was Sir John's wife, but was in fact an aide to conservative MP, Andrew Percy, who raised the alarm. She argued it was merely a draft written ministerial statement on immigration, which had been due for publication imminently. As she stood down, Braverman took a swipe at Truss, saying, pretending we haven't made mistakes, carrying on as if uh, if can't see that we have made them, and hoping that things will magically come right is not serious politics. Braverman said she had serious concerns about the government's commitment to honoring manifesto commitments on immigration and boat crossing. Braverman, uh, Braverman made a sensational return as Home Secretary just six days after resigning from the same role under Truss's government. Despite effectively breaking the ministerial code twice, she was back as one of the most senior and influential ministers in the government. Cabinet Secretary Simon Case, the most senior civil servant, is said to be livid over her swift return and very concerned about the breach. Her appointment has also promoted a major backlash from opposition parties who say Sunak has trashed his pledge to restore integrity. So there you have it. That's what's going on over in the UK. Let's move over to the trash fire going on in the US. First, first to LA. Where the city council yet again tried to hold a meeting. This is for about two weeks now uh, out from leaked audio by the city council president talking to two other members of the city council uh, making very racist statements about a a gay uh, city councilman who has a black son making incredibly racist statements about the son. The city council president has resigned. As far as I know, the other two involved in the conversation are still on the council. Protests erupt again and unlawful assembly was declared. Here is the local news hit. Developing story out of City Hall, the L.A. City Council taking the first steps to censure two city council members. A committee voting unanimously to pass a motion making a formal statement of disapproval against Kevin DeLeon and Gil Sedia, who have yet to resign following that racist audio scandal. KCAL 9's Cara Finstrom, she's live at City Hall now with more on whether Cara this censure will even change the current situation. I know protesters are backpacking the chambers. Yeah, Jasmine, just within the last 10 minutes here, because of all the emotions here, the LAPD has declared an unlawful assembly. You can see folks here uh, have been protesting for a couple of hours. They are asking them to disperse. There is a dispersal order uh, up at the front of the council chamber saying they have 20 minutes to do so. Those here say no council business should take place until those two council members resign. The council, they're saying they want to censure their colleagues, that they also want to renounce those comments. Let's let you hear what we uh, listened into a short while ago. He has ordered the room to be cleared at this point. Um, I believe the other council members are all requested. Now, the council never did get to actually vote on the censure motion here. They did take a recess uh, at this point, And again, they are asking everyone here to clear. 
The censure motion will not force resignation, so council members say they are also looking into possible new legal avenues that might. Let's give you a listen in to uh, the discussions about that censure just a short while ago. I'll ask my colleagues to affirm the action of the committee uh, this morning to censure those three members. Thank you, Mr. Well, Chair. Well, the motherfuckers just resigned. This council has been incredibly tolerant yesterday and today of the type of activity that would normally lead to the end of a council meeting. And the reason for that is because we have wanted to demonstrate to this city that Mr. DeLeon and his failure to resign will not cause this council not to conduct its work. And these are the two council members who have not resigned. Gil Cedillo only has a couple weeks left in office because he was not reelected. Kevin DeLeon could serve another two years and has been on an apology tour trying to hang on to his seat. Nuri Martinez, she quickly resigned as this scandal broke. Now, outside the council chambers today, we did see others protesting. Again, back here live, giving you a look at those protesting here right now. They have been given... Martinez was the city council president, and she was the one that made the incredibly disparaging remarks. 20 minutes to leave, and I can tell you one of the protesters here just came up to me a few moments ago telling me this is extremely frustrating for them because they feel they are not represented and not being heard. Uh, so... A lot of emotions on all sides of this, Jasmine. We will be here. We'll let you know what happens next. There on the left. Listen to the leaked audio a couple weeks ago. It's horrendous. Let's move over to New York. Where last night, uh, I gave you guys the option of watching it, but news won out. You can either work on... Kathy Holtrell uh, debated Lee Zeldin. Lee Zeldin is the Republican nominee, Kathy Holtrell. The so far, um, oh, how do I put this? The, the, she is serving out the remainder of Andrew Cuomo's term. She was the lieutenant governor when Andrew Cuomo was forced to resign. This is her first time running for governor. But she is the Democratic incumbent. Keeping people scared, or you can focus on keeping them safe. You're poorer and less safe because of Kathy Hochul. Oh, Hochul, I've been saying it wrong. ...of a tense and testy debate as the candidates for New York governor face off for the first and only time in this highly competitive race. That is our top story tonight at 11. Thanks for joining us. I'm Nat. He's saying a name wrong. Surprise, surprise. National attention now with these tightening polls with just two weeks until voters head to the polls. Tonight's televised confrontation could have an impact on the outcome of the election. It comes as Governor Hochul's once wide lead dwindles to single digits. Last week's Quinnipiac University poll finding the Democrat just four points ahead of Republican challenger Congressman Lee Zeldin. Our government affairs reporter Melissa Russo watched the debate. She's in the newsroom with more on the key issues at the center, Melissa, of this high-stakes race. Yeah, David, tonight's debate went into overtime with Lee Zeldin hammering Governor Kathy Hochul almost the entire time. You're poorer and less safe because of Kathy Hochul. Well, nice to see you, too. It was Lee Zeldin's only chance. Nice to see you, too. Kathy Hochul on the debate stage, and he wasn't wasting a minute. 
This is our opportunity. Two weeks from tonight, we can continue with the status quo where they believe they haven't passed enough pro-criminal laws, or we could take control of our destiny and make sure law-abiding New Yorkers are in charge of our streets again. First of all, you can either work on keeping people scared, or you can focus on keeping them safe. I did focus on bail reform in our budget. People are at home waiting for action to make sure that the handcuffs are going on criminals instead of law-abiding New Yorkers so that people can go walk the streets of Manhattan instead of having to call an Uber just to go two blocks. Hochul tried to pivot, taking aim at Zeldin's refusal to support gun control measures in Congress. It is a joke to talk about a crime policy that doesn't include doing something about illegal guns. When you had the chance as a member of Congress to stand with other Republicans who finally said enough is enough, no more school massacres by teenagers. You were nowhere to be found, Lee. She also tried to keep the focus on Zeldin's ties to Trump. Is Donald Trump a great president? I worked closely with him on a, a yes number or no. of important yes policies. Or no. Zeldin gave <laughs> another vague answer when asked if he would still vote against certifying the 2020 election results, if he could do it over again. And it's about looking forwards, not backwards. Then he was asked if he would abide well, the of this election. Well, first off, losing is not an option. Secondly, playing along with your hypothetical question, of course. Zeldin accused Hochul of cutting deals with donors and cutting aptly timed rebate checks to taxpayers. This governor actually put on the property tax check that it was courtesy of her as if you owe her a thank you. Zeldin Trump did that as well. Trump put the, his signature on shit. His carefully worded promise that he won't try to change New York's expansive abortion laws after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in the Dobbs decision. When we woke up the day after the Dobbs decision, the law in New York was exactly the same as it was the day before. And I'm not going to change that. Lee, you can't run from your record. Hochul warned New Yorkers not to trust him. You know why nothing changed the day after the Dobbs decision? It's because I'm the governor of the state of New York and he's not. It doesn't matter who Good the point. governor was the day of the Dobbs decision because it was already passed in the law a few years ago. Hochul trying to point to her accomplishments and those visceral issues for Democrats, you know, the ones that motivate them to get out and vote with the outcome of this race growing more uncertain in recent days. And Natalie and David Zeldin's been calling for multiple debates, but Hochul only agreed to just this one. It really wants us to watch it. I think we I think we got a good grasp on what happened there. Kind of wish we did watch it now. It looked like it was interesting. I still would have done the news. I still would have done the news. I didn't say... When I put up the poll, I didn't say that, like, news wasn't coming after the other debate. Senator Bob Menendez faces another federal probe. Thank you, another. I was wondering if I was experiencing deja vu or something. Why are you still a senator? Why are you still a senator? Thank you clinically. I was I was in the mood for the debate. There was a, there was another Tudor Dixon Gretchen Whitmer debate last night. We watched the one and that was the only thing about that one was it was it was hard to tell the ladies apart because you know they were they were so in the same mold. Brits are much more entertaining, aren't they, RB? Have to, I'm going to have to make sure I'm up for Prime Minister's questions every Wednesday now. 
It used to come on on Sunday evening for me when I was when I was a sophomore in high school or something like C-SPAN would show Prime Minister's questions at like 10 p.m. on on uh, Sundays or maybe it was 11 p.m. and like it was must-see TV for me. I loved that shit. U.S. Senator Bob Menendez, a New Jersey Democrat who avoided conviction on corruption charges five years ago, is reportedly the subject of a new federal investigation. Okay, so I thought there already was another investigation besides that one, the corruption charges five years ago. An advisor for the Senator, Michael Solomon, acknowledged the probe in a statement on Wednesday. Senator Menendez is aware of an investigation that was reported on today. However, he does not know the scope of the investigation. As always, should any official inquiries be made, the Senator is available to provide any assistance that is requested of him or his office. Now, he's from New Jersey. I'm not... New Jersey isn't the most corrupt state when it comes to politics. That's probably Louisiana, in case you guys were unaware. But it's close. (laughs) The startup news organization Semifer reported Wednesday that federal prosecutors based in Manhattan had contacted people connected to Menendez in recent weeks, citing two people familiar with the inquiry. Those people didn't provide detail on what the investigation was about or what sort of alleged wrongdoing was involved. U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan declined to comment. Menendez's Senate office referred to Solomon's statement. Menendez was indicted in 2015, accused of abusing his office to help a Florida eye doctor who had given him lavish gifts, including trips on a private plane to a Dominican resort and a Paris vacation. Prosecutors said the senator had pressured government officials to resolve a Medicare billing dispute in a way favorable to the doctor. Said Menendez also helped get U.S. visas for the doctor's girlfriends. Girlfriends. You live in sexual anarchy. And worked to protect a contract uh, that the doctor had to provide port screening equipment. Jury deadlocked on the charges in 2017, and prosecutors declined to retry Menendez. The senator maintains his innocence because, of course, he does. Fuck Bob Menendez. Get the fuck out of office, dude. We don't need you around anymore either. If we ever needed you around. South Carolina judge rules Mark Meadows must testify in 2020 probe. We actually have the footage from the courtroom here. But based on what's before me today, I'm going to find that uh, the witness is material and necessary to the investigation, that the state of Georgia is ensuring it will not cause undue hardship to him, and uh, that the laws of the state of Georgia will protect him from prosecution in any uh, other matter while he travels to and from the state. Ask the state to prepare an order which will reflect those rules. Okay. There you go, this former congressman and Trump uh, uh, fucking chief of staff, Mark Meadows, a judge in South Carolina, ruled Wednesday that former chief of staff Mark Meadows must testify in a probe by Atlanta area prosecutors 
2020 election subversion efforts, according to a spokesman for the prosecutors. Jeff DeSantis, a spokesperson for the Fulton County District Attorney, Fannie Willis, who is leading the investigation, confirmed Circuit Court Judge Edward W. Miller's ruling that you just heard. Though he declined to comment further, James Bannister, who is serving as Meadows' local attorney, told the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that his client would appeal the ruling. But his firm later walked back the comments in a statement posted online saying they were still examining their options and calling it inappropriate to comment further till the judge issued a final written order. Just go fucking testify. I'm sure Meadows is also going to take this all the way up to the Supreme Court, much like Lindsey Graham did. Someone else who is going to uh, appeal their ruling, I am sure, is Ron DeSantis. As a Florida judge has ordered Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to hand over migrant flight records. Governor's office did not immediately respond to a request for comment, but lawyers representing the Florida Center for Government Accountability said they anticipated there would be an appeal. Because of course there is. Ron DeSantis looking dumbfounded. We had a lot of problems during the Ron DeSantis-Charlie Chris debate. I I believe that's the one we had. Yeah, we had a lot of problems during that debate. My analysis of that debate is I am far more scared of Ron DeSantis after watching it. He was amazingly polished. He shoveled bullshit fantastically. As a communications uh, uh, person, I am—I was in awe of the performance he put on during that debate. Specifically, the, the, the time that really took me aback. He looked directly at the camera. And he told Floridians that he was uh, had just passed or was getting ready to, to sign into law a permanent uh, tax vacation for baby products, wipes, formula, and then get had this personal anecdote about, well, my wife said, I have a baby at home. My wife said, why didn't you do that your first year in office? And he said, you live and you learn. Got a good laugh. That debate was two nights ago, and we had a lot of troubles. We had a lot of technical troubles during that debate. So a lot of people went back and rewatched it because, like the the raw recording of it was fine. It is up on YouTube. I, Ron DeSantis did an amazing job. Charlie Crist was polished as well, but I don't think he did as good job as Ron DeSantis. Basically, I don't think anybody changed any minds. But like, I'm more worried about 2024 now because of how. Well, Ron DeSantis seemed to take all of the the Trumpy Trumpiness and just refine it perfectly, and is a much much better public speaker. So I'm I'm very dismayed about the bright future he probably has in the Republican Party for years to come. Florida judge on Tuesday found that Governor Ron DeSantis' office is not following the state's public record laws 
and ordered the administration to turn over records connected to the migrant flights from Texas to Martha's Vineyard within the next 20 days. Circuit Judge J. Lee Marsh rebuffed arguments from the governor's lawyers that they should be allowed to wait until December 1st to hand over the records, including phone and text logs belonging to James Utmeyer, the governor's chief of staff who was involved in the operation, to fly nearly 50, mostly Venezuelan migrants, to the vacation island. I got the hiccups. The governor's office did not immediately respond to a request for comment. <coughs> Sorry about that. But lawyers representing the Florida Center for Government Accountability said they anticipated there would be an appeal. DeSantis said he launched the migrant relocation program, which is being paid from interest earned off billions in COVID-19 relief aid provided to Florida by Congress. As part of an effort to draw attention to the immigration policies of President Joe Biden, but the flights were roundly condemned by Democrats who called it a political stunt and akin to human trafficking. The Treasury Department's watchdog is currently looking into whether DeSantis improperly used money related to COVID-19 relief dollars. I would assume so, but once again, powerful people in this country never get punished. We got new, fresh, hot-off-the-presses allegations against one Mr. Herschel Walker running for Senate in Georgia. A second woman has come forward and said that Herschel Walker has paid for her to have an abortion. You live in sexual anarchy? Wish these people could feel embarrassment. Another woman has come forward claiming U.S. Senate candidate Herschel Walker also paid for her to have an abortion. Less than two hours ago, attorney, attorney Gloria Allred held a news conference alleging Walker had a six-year affair with her client who was identified only as Jane Doe. Evidence was provided to corroborate the affair, including alleged handwritten notes from Walker to her client professing his love. Allred claiming the affair lasted from 1987 until 1993 when her client became pregnant. Jane Doe also told her side of the story while remaining anonymous, saying she initially told Walker about that pregnancy, and when she did, he urged her to have an abortion. But when she got to the clinic that day, she said she couldn't go through with it, and she says Walker was upset. He then drove me to the clinic the following day and waited for hours in the parking lot until I came out. He then drove me to get medications and supplies as prescribed. And Whoa, that sounds like he forced her to have an abortion under duress. That is extremely problematic. That's not just cutting someone a check. And knowing Walker's abusive past, like this, this is serious. Fuck this. Fuck you, Herschel Walker. She said she couldn't go through with it, and she says Walker was upset. He then drove me to the clinic the following day and waited for hours in the parking lot until I came out. He then drove me to get medications and supplies as prescribed and then drove me home. I was devastated because I felt that I had been pressured into having an abortion. 
Walker later denied these allegations while attending a political rally. I'm done with this foolishness. I've already told people this is a lie and I'm not going to entertain continue to carry a lie alone. Now, this is the second woman to come forward claiming Herschel Walker paid for her to have an abortion. Throughout his campaign, Walker has repeatedly supported a national abortion ban without any exceptions. Coming up tonight at 6, hear what our 11 Alive political analyst has to say about this. Now, also, I'm incredibly cynical. Herschel Walker had his best fundraising day when the last allegation came out. So I wouldn't put it past his campaign, which knew about the knew about the one allegation. Let's make that clear. The campaign took bets with each other on whether the allegation would come out. They they eventually decided we don't think it'll come out. So they knew about the allegation. I would assume they knew about this one. I wouldn't put it past the campaign to drop this one. It looks like another smear on Walker. People are already dug in. They'll give more money to him. It's, it's more attacks by, by the woke Democrats just trying to destroy this man. But I'm cynical. I'm cynical. That may not be the case. And maybe and maybe if, if, if 10 women come out and all say he paid for an abortion... Perhaps it'll sink his campaign. Perhaps it won't. I don't know. We're living in a really weird time. It's hard to predict what's going on. Let's stick in Georgia, shall we? Where Marjorie Taylor Greene went on a talk show and apparently had some really weird shit to say. So during a call-in show, uh, a woman criticized her for her abortion b- views. So let's 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 check this clip out. It gets a little testy from here on out. About the the uh, women's rights. Okay, you're blaming this all on the women. My body is my body, and I want I don't want the government telling me what I can do with my body. Ma'am, are you having children anytime soon? I'm. Um, that's my question. I'm asking a legitimate question. And you're right; it's your body, but a baby inside a woman's womb is another person's body, not your body and not my body. And that uh, abortion is murder of another human being whether that body is inside your uterus or or not. But that is murder. I I do not support the murder of another human being. I support life, and I will always stand up to fight for the lives of the unborn and, and life overall. Um, okay. But I don't. I don't think you're having children anytime soon. So I appreciate your interest in women's rights. Are you calling it? Are you calling her an old hag? Right, that's not health care. Okay. If a child, if a, a, the ten-year-old child that was that was the rape. What about then I think we should put the rapist, the a child the abuser. Be punished. The child can't have anything done to her without uh, the government going after them, fining them, and all that stuff. That's not right. 
A child abuser and a rapist should be put to death if they are doing that to a 10-year-old child. Number one, I think that should be our focus. That is a very rare, rare, rare occasion, so that should not be the, the entire premise of the argument on abortion. Again, ma'am, I know you say it's your body, your choice, but I don't think you're having any children anytime soon. I think we need to focus on the future of America, and that's our children, because they are that's a weird hill to die on there. And the unborn, they're the, our future also. So let's focus on protecting their lives. And, and instead of being focused on a lie that abortion is women's health care, because that's not health care. Health care saves lives. Abortion kills a life. Thank you so much for your question tonight. And I, I, I love this. And it sounds like I'm cutting her off. There's only like a couple of seconds left in this video. I love this Night Talk logo with the little moon having a, having a nice cup of, of tea at the end. So I believe this is where it goes on after this. He was talking about the January 6th thing. I ran across this. Oh, no, no, no. We're, we're, we're moving on from abortion to going to January 6th here. I don't know if it's true or not. You tell me. Uh, you text Mark Meadows ahead of January 6th on December 31st, although it's not clear from the records whether Meadows responded to it. He said, I'm Judy, Judy, I'm going to stop you right now. I don't know if those are my text Judy, messages. Judy. I really don't. I don't because I don't have those saved in my phone, and I'm not going to talk about that stuff. Here's what's really disappointing about this entire show today. People are suffering every single day from inflation. People are dying every single day from fentanyl. People are upset because five million people have invaded our country. And do you know the city of Atlanta has higher murder and crime rates than Chicago and Detroit? That is shameful. But all I'm hearing, and you want to talk about January 6th, and people want to talk about January 6th, you know what that is? That is a pathetic attack and, and, and avoiding the real issues that real Americans care about. Do you really think January 6th is more important than Antifa and BLM riots? If so, my God, why is one more important than the other? Because the riots of 2020 were horrific and caused over $2 billion in damage. And so I'm not going to go and play games over, were these your text message? Did you say this? Did you say that? I absolutely will not do, not do it, and I'll tell you why. You'll deflect. Wrong. And I was already put on a witness stand being sued by some New York group coming down try to take my name off the ballot, and that was wrong. That was completely wrong. And oh, so, my group? Did you say my group? No, I said they were from New York. Oh. They, they put me on the witness stand. You had to have seen all of that in the news. I'm sure you did. Um, but you guess what? The judge ruled in my favor because I did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. I'm the only member of Congress that sat under oath on the witness stand being charged with ridiculous lies. And so, Judy, I really appreciate your show and I appreciate everything you do here. But if you think I'm going to sit here and be accused of lies like that and lies like some of this garbage, no, I, I won't. Because it, I asked you if it was I'm not true. on trial. I didn't do anything wrong. I, I didn't say you were. Coping hard. Coping hard. Now, as I said, I couldn't find. You know, uh does Aaron Rupert, uh, Ruper have more? He was talking about more in this thread. Uh, I was able to find, apparently this is what happened after she left. She like, so we, after the clip we just watched, she walked off and this is the host explaining she's gone. 
Green. You all ran Roth. She's yeah. gone. Okay, we're back without Marjorie Trader Green. You all ran Roth. She's yeah. gone. Yeah. Why'd you do that? <laughs> She's gone. So uh, uh, we'll take your calls or comments or whatever you got to say, but uh, she left. She said she enjoyed my show, and she's through and got up and left. So she's out of here. So uh, hopefully I was able to piece together what happened with that uh, uh, talk show for you guys. Uh, One more quick piece here uh, regarding the Fetterman-Oz debate that we watched last night. John Fetterman's campaign team claims candidates' closed captioning were delayed and filled with errors, which closed captionings do that. I want to give it the benefit of a doubt, but also it is Nexstar, and they probably were uh, partial to Dr. Oz. The organization that hosted this week's debate between Senate candidates John Fetterman and Dr. Mopnet Oz has fired back after Fetterman's campaign team accused the closed captioning system of being filled with errors. Veterans team first made the accusation on Tuesday night, shortly after the sole debate between the Democratic Senate candidate and his rival GOP candidate, Dr. Oz. We are thrilled with John's performance. He did remarkably well tonight, especially when you consider that he's still recovering from a stroke and was working off of delayed captions filled with errors. Which was to be expected with the captioning, I'm just saying. Call Velo, who serves as Fetterman's communications director, told reporters, I don't think I don't think that was necessarily a shot at Nextstar. Uh Call Velo continued, John won countless exchanges, counterpunched aggressively, and pushed back on Oz's cruelty and attacks. Nextstar Media Group, who hosted the debate, disagreed with Fetterman's campaign team's claims and argued the closed captioning system not only worked properly and as expected, but the fault was in Fetterman's failure to adequately adequately practice ahead of the debate. It is unfortunate that Mr. Fetterman is now criticizing the closed captioning process employed by Nextstar during tonight's debate, Gary Whitman, Nextstar's communication chief, said in a newly released statement. I think that was that was a a snipe at Fetterman for no reason. I doubt the. I would assume that Fetterman's campaign chief was just pointing out the limitations of closed captioning. They're still not perfect, and they're not, and that is to be expected. It wasn't necessarily a swipe at Nextstar. I would assume, but Nextstar took it personally. So I just wanted to point that out. When we come back from the other side of the break, we're going to talk about a brawl. A brawl outside of a comedy show put on by TPUSA and the Proud Boys. We're going to get the rundown on the Daryl Brooks trial, the closing arguments, and the jury's verdict. I, I... I you want me to spoil it for you? I'm pretty sure you can all guess what happened. If you haven't seen any of the Daryl Brooks trial, he is a libertarian, sovereign citizen type, and uh, he represented himself in court, and that's why I, I was morbid curiosity about it. I've only covered it one other time, but tonight, today was the verdict, so we're going to go over the verdict I have 
the verdict being read. I have the reaction from the victims. I have Brooks's closing arguments, which are, are sure to be batshit crazy. Matt Walsh is going to talk to us about the Mario movie and video of Elon Musk carrying a sink to Twitter. That sink in. Literally, literally, that's, that's what he did. All that and more on the other side of the break here on the Troll Patrol Live. Oh shit, I went to tinkle like the last minute there. Like I can still make it. <laughs> I wasn't originally going to go tinkle and then I was like, ah! I might really start having to, uh, needing to pee. <laughs> Drink a lot of coffee. I, I might should do that. Here's your, your fresh meme. Paper Planes by MIA, the orchestral version. All I want to do is... Girl of the Gray. Good evening. Tinkle. <laughs> it's a fun word to say, tinkle. You know you know uh, whose eye hole I'd love to tinkle in? Dan Crenshaw. Speaking of tinkling... <laughs> All I want to do is piss, piss, piss in an eye pussy. <laughs> Man, I was trying to do it to the tune of uh, Paper Planes, and as I'm like, uh, as I'm as I'm doing it, like I'm starting to sing like, uh, like fucking Rex and effects in my head. All I want to do is zoom, zoom, zoom in a boom, boom. Just shake your up. It's got a killer beat under it. It's a hell of a song. I am a 90s kid after all. We, we, um, I, I fucking love M.I.A. She's one of my favorite artists, except she's, she's found God now. And this new album she's dropped, like, Hey everybody, I found God. Here's a new album after I said I retired five years ago. And it ain't what I was expecting. And I'm like, what? What? Found found God? (laughs) What? (laughs) Why you gotta go all Jeebus on me? Because M.I.A. was like... You, you could call her a rapper, hip-hop artist, whatever, but, like, she was almost more of an activist. Political activist. Dissident. <laughs> I mean, I have a few Christian albums. I, for the longest time, I thought Chevelle. Sexual Anarchy songs. What's a, a Sexodus? I fucking love that song. She, I, I just, I, I, I don't get, and like, everything that I loved about M.I.A. would be erased by her being an evangelical Christian, so, 
I mean, she's not necessarily an evangelical Christian. I don't know that for a fact. I just know she said, I found God. She put out a new album. And I don't know if I was, it's my bias that she said she found God. And then I'm listening to it. And I'm like, oh, I don't like this because she said she found God. Yeah, but like what I loved about MIA was because, you know, live fast, die young, bad girls do it well. You know, that's it was kind of. It was kind of a, uh, uh, you know, it was a whole vibe going on. Fuck yeah, she went hard on the system. What you want, Buggy Dung Gun? Every time I would get uh, blasted on some mushrooms or some acid, I had to listen to the song Space. Such a funky fucking song. So perfect for tripping. MIA was the shit. I don't... I, I still want to believe she's the shit. I fucking... I, I love her too much. God was always MIA, so it only seems appropriate that MIA found him. Virtual wrong. Good evening. I, I don't know. I don't know if she, she on some kind of shit. I don't know if I'm here for it. We'll see. We'll see. I'm still going to listen to her with an open mind. Just just because she believes in God doesn't mean like I'm not going to I'm going to dislike her. Apparently Bruce Dickinson, apparently Bruce Dickinson, we're going to talk about this on the freak show with the media winch on Friday night. There's video of Bruce Dickinson telling people in the front row of an Iron Maiden concert, "Hey, can you not smoke the pot?" And and Bruce Dickinson apparently blamed one of the the other members of the band, saying like the guitar player doesn't like it or something. Yeah, sure, Bruce. And I couldn't imagine like Iron Maiden. How many Iron Maiden fans are out there that don't smoke weed? I, I I don't get it. Which I don't. I, they borderline on metal. I guess some people call them metal. I think they're more progressive rock. Yeah, don't smoke pot at a concert. Bruce is like seventy now. Yes, close to it, sixty-eight, something like that. But let me tell you, let me tell you, I've seen Iron Maiden. I saw them in like 2017, 2018. He ran around that fucking stage. He put on a hell of a fucking show, and that is that is one of the, the best singers I've seen live. Roger Waters, complete opposite. Did not do any of that. Bruce Dickinson put on a hell of a fucking show. I have such a love-hate relationship with Roger Waters. Clinically, I'm like, I don't regret paying... It was like $120, $130 for nosebleeds. I don't regret it. I'm glad I got to see it. I'm glad I got to see the show. Because that's what it was. It was a show. Exactly. So you understand. It's... 
the feeling I got when Comfortably Numb played cannot be like it, it's it's ineffable, right? It's it's indescribable. And all the memories I have with all of that music and seeing seeing pigs live and the and the gigantic fucking pig in the arena and breaking the wall and they brought out like the I saw them in Nashville and it was like the Nashville Children's Choir or whatever and they're all dressed in these orange jumpsuits and shit like it was a fucking it was it was an experience I wouldn't trade for anything and you know like I was very into it as I was watching it however I have a lot of beef with Roger Waters I have a lot of beef with Pink Floyd Fair, yeah, fair enough that you, you actually saw Floyd. Um, I'm glad that I saw Roger Waters doing like all like he had toured and done like just the wall or just Dark Side of the Moon and shit. But the one like I saw was predominantly political songs, which means I didn't get a few of my uh, my favorite songs like Young Lust uh, or fucking Careful with That Axe, Eugene. That's something I always trip to as well. Girl of the Grey, I, I I understand the the aversion to crowds. I don't really like crowds either, but the live music just out outweighs that for me. And like when I went to Primus, I I joined in with people to try to protect like because Primus is one of those bands that's got a lot of like older groupies. So there's like you know some old heads standing there in front with us, and then like this pits forming and people are trying to like thrash to Primus and like not cool so like I, I was part of like the wall that formed to kind of like make sure the the old heads and everything down here weren't getting hit by the thrashers I like, like once again it's a it's a love hate relationship with pink floyd i i knowing what i know now about them i don't respect them near as much as i used to and and i i think rogers Roger Waters is a dick. I think Gilmore is a bit of a dick. I don't think I don't think their music is as, as brilliant as it was made out to be. Your first concert was Dylan. That's amazing. My first concert was technically Virtual Wrong. Thank you for the resub. My first concert would technically be when I was like 10 or 11 for my birthday. We went to the, we, we had an amusement park called Camden Park. It's in Huntington, West Virginia. It's, it's really low rent amusement park. Pretty sure people have died there. Uh, if anybody from the area could, could verify that anybody from like up in Ohio or something that's been over to Camden Park, please verify It's a very low-rent amusement park, and my mom took me to see my favorite musical artist at the time, when I was 10 or 11, whatever it was, was Marty Stewart. (laughs) Marty Stewart, the country artist, was my favorite artist at that time. It was was close toss-up between uh, Marty Stewart and Eddie Money. I really liked Eddie Money as well. I love Michael Jackson, too. But like I was, I was really big into Marty Stewart. My mom took me to see Marty Stewart at Camden Park.
And I'd say the next concert I saw would have been like David Allen Coe. If you well, if you don't count like uh, I saw Donnie and Marie. In do you count that as a concert? I was in like I was in I was in the fucking arts. I did a lot of uh, traveling as a as a young pup, right? I've, I've 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 seen a lot of you know shows, but like was that a concert? I saw David Allen Coe when I was like eighteen or nineteen, and that was a fantastic show. He didn't move around much. Took three shots of whiskey. Man, that got the crowd every time David Allen Coe took a shot of whiskey. That got the crowd going. Damn it, you guys got me like all sidetracked on music. We were on a roll. We got news in. Come back from commercial break. You get me sidetracked on music. Seen a lot of stand up comedy too. I've seen Louis C.K., I've seen Jerry Seinfeld, Dave Attell, uh, uh, Lisa Lampanelli. That was fucking awesome. Uh, Margaret Chow or Cho, whichever one. We got Bill Cosby disinvited from my uh, from my college. He was supposed to come when he was doing like his tour. Whenever he had that special on Comedy Central, like 2013, 2014, somewhere around that time period, when the Hannibal Buress thing was starting to go viral and it was really starting to gain traction that he was a rapist, he was booked to play my college. And I would have got to go for free, but like we got him disinvited from the college for being a rapist. I'm I'm a I'm a big comedy fan, but I'm assuming that TPUSA and the Proud Boys don't know how to do comedy. So last night at UC Davis, they had to cancel a TPUSA event where they were bringing in Gavin McGinnis and uh, other people associated with the Proud Boys. We are working to learn new details about how a massive fight broke out at a UC Davis event involving a controversial speaker. Now the school was forced to cancel the event. Organizers said the students were in, quote, grave danger. ABC 10's Monica Coleman joins us live from campus this morning. Yeah, what does a hate group find funny, exactly? Scene ...than we saw last night. That's right. It's quiet on campus this morning, but that was not the case just hours ago. Last night, 100 protesters and counter-protesters were involved in that fight. This all happened when the conservative group Turning Point USA invited the speaker, Stephen Davis, to campus. And when that event was about to start, a fight broke out with alleged Proud Boys. Take a look at this video that is circulating on social media. In the video posted by Austin N., he says students attempting to attend TPUSA event at UC Davis are assaulted, including pepper sprayed right outside school doors. And in another Twitter post by IGD News, they say violent attack by Proud Boys against protests of far-right event at UC Davis. Protesters pushed back Proud Boys after 20 minutes of clashes. So what is UC Davis' response to all of this? Well, the university says they are aware that people wearing Proud Boys gear were a part of the fight. In a statement, the school says in part, as a public university, we are committed to the First Amendment and we are required to uphold it. We affirm the right of our students in this instance turning point USA at UC Davis to invite the the right to the first amendment doesn't mean that you get to have fucking 
hate-filled speakers come to your campus. They don't have a, a right to that. They don't have a right to a platform. I don't get it. Committed to the First Amendment, and we are required to uphold it. We affirm the right of our students in this instance, Turning Point USA at UC Davis, to invite speakers to our campus, just as we affirm the right of others to protest the speakers whose views they find upsetting or offensive. We did have a student reach out to us. They say that the statement from UC Davis has admitted some of the facts of what has happened last night. We are going to continue to work this story, but if you want to see that full statement from the university, go to our website at abc10.com and search this story. Yeah. Bria. Monica, thank you for that. As I mentioned earlier, this is a neo-Nazi tactic refined by George Lincoln Rockwell. He used to go to colleges, say incendiary things to get people to protest him. Use that as a way of making himself a martyr, saying his right to free speech was being violated and getting more media attention because of it. They want the fights to break out for the attention. And they want to be able to claim there were Antifa terrorists that shut down the First Amendment. Bullshit. Gonna hit the content warning on this one. It's gonna get very emotional. And we have a few small stories to do afterwards, but pretty much this is the rest of the show. So if if you're if you're not in the mood to watch this, uh I totally understand. I'd tell you to check back in if you, Matt Walsh talking about Mario, but that one's also short. Provided to me. We're going to go to the Waukesha. I'm saying it wrong in Waukesha. Parade killer trial. A verdict was reached today by the jury. I'm going to take you through the final moments of the trial. We're going to see the verdict read. We're going to see Daryl Brooks' closing statements. We're going to hear from the, the families after the verdict was read. First thing was, that needs to be addressed was somebody put a post on Reddit saying that they were one of the jurors in the trial and the judge had to address this. His opening statement was not convincing. We we, we did a, a summation of this trial uh, last week. So we're going to do the wrap-up here tonight. The first thing that's going to be addressed is a so-called juror's Reddit post. The judge is going to have to address that before we get to closing arguments. Which was an email. And then the attachment, which is a color. I'm not high enough for this shit. Looks like it, the person took a screenshot in that the anonymous post claimed to be a member of the jury on the case, and here are my thoughts on the trial and on this subreddit. So, Girl of the Gray, the the learn from it thing, that's kind of the thing is like, I don't really feel like this is a trial where we're learning anything. I Me covering this is, is very exploitative. I feel like I've done a good job of delivering information so far in this show. This particular piece feels exploitative to me. But I have a morbid curiosity and I like watching these kinds of videos, so we're going to watch it together. And apparently, again, it's a subreddit uh, called Justice for Daryl. Uh, all those, uh, Justice, the number four, and Daryl, all, no spaces. 
Um, I then uh, had contact with uh, Captain Dussault, advised him that this should be investigated and basically turned over the matter to law enforcement for a full investigation. At this point, or at that point, I made a determination based upon my review of the information that I would not stop uh, what was happening in terms of the trial with the instructions to the jury and ultimately the closing arguments and then turning the case over to uh, the jury for deliberations. And, um, of course, I am concerned about the integrity of these proceedings, and I will take whatever action that I deem appropriate once a full investigation um, is done. But at this point, there is uh, no, I would say, credible information that this is, in fact, a member of the jury. Um, but I will leave that for law enforcement to determine, and if course if need be and I will say thus far she has done a fantastic job reaches I think a the judge has done a great job in this case and I watched several hours whether any at this point questioning of the jurors at that point is warranted um, so that's the information I wanted to provide again copies of this information will be provided to the parties and there is a full investigation underway by the sheriff's department I have no further information about it at this time. I will not be the judge that will further be reviewing it in terms of any requests related to that investigation. I will simply be handling whether uh, any requests as relates to this case in particular. And I hope we have the copies for the parties. And we'll provide those. Go ahead. Uh, I'll make sure you Go ahead. first. <laughs> what is this? All I can tell you, sir, is that there is apparently on the internet, on a site, or maybe it's an application, I'm not entirely sure, called Reddit. There is a sub. Yeah, she doesn't know what Reddit is. Um, that is entitled Justice for Daryl, and it was on that subreddit that someone wrote an anonymous post claiming to be a, one of the jurors. That, of course, would be a violation of the rules that I set up for the jurors. Uh, which is why I turned over the information to law enforcement so they could make a full... For those of you who are unaware, uh, Brooks is a sovereign citizen type. He is representing himself. Uh, I'm, I'm confused. I'm... At this point, sir, I'm providing the information. Um, I trust that the parties will review it, and if a party believes that any request needs to be made of this court, then an appropriate request will be made. Um, but at this point, I'm just advising the parties of the information that I have. And I will add this. Um, I will, of course, um, it's important that the results of any investigation be turned over to the parties. I don't know how long that will take, um, but um, that is also my direction. That was really the only direction I gave to law enforcement is that, that uh, the results of the investigation that be turned over to the parties. RB coming on to the judge in the in the chat. You live in sexual was anarchy. Just found out about this morning. Um, yes, the email that was sent to the clerk of court was received at 9:10 a.m. Um, and then that email <coughs> and the attachment. Um, I'm aware of a second. I will say I'm aware of a second email that was sent to our clerk of court at 10:02 a.m. 10.02 a.m. 
Um, <coughs> and any, I, I think there, when we stepped off the bench uh, following the case being given to the jury, I was advised that other emails had been received throughout the court system. And I simply said, obviously, that information needs to go to law enforcement. I haven't seen it, haven't reviewed it. Um, but any person who works in the clerk of court's office who has received an email will be that email about this topic will be forwarded to the sheriff's department. Um, their forensic unit is handling the investigation, to my understanding. Attorney Upper, did you have a question or something to state? Yes, Your Honor, I just wanted to state for the record that I have also received similar emails at my office this afternoon. They were sent not to me directly, but to the district attorney's office website. And um, I Basically, that's what we learned. They're, they're calling in law enforcement to investigate the Reddit post. If it turns out to be a juror, they have no reason to believe it is a juror at this time. If it turns out it is a juror, there will be appropriate questioning. Move on to closing arguments. This is from so Daryl Brooks himself. Right present where you will give the closing argument from the other courtroom. Um, and if you continue in a blatant disregard of the requirement that, that you they not. do have, he has been rather uncooperative throughout this entire thing. Uh, they have another room set up with video so that they can take him in there and mute him and proceed on with court proceedings if he gets rowdy. So that is what she is referring to. But I do believe he he gives something akin to his opening statement for his closing statement. Reference in any way during notification, I may make that final determination outside the presence of the jury. I object to that, Your Honor. All right, with that, let's bring the jury For out. For the record, may I respectfully request the legal reconsideration of your ruling? So is that a tacit agreement that you don't have to answer my objection, Your Honor? I decline to reconsider. I reject that ruling and take exception to that ruling, Your Honor. Noted for the record. For the record, may I request a legal or factual basis for your ruling, Your Honor? Denied. For the record, may I respectfully request a written judicial finding of facts and conclusion of law on this issue, Your Honor? Denied. For the record, may I respectfully move for interlocutory declaratory appeal on this matter? I'm not the court to address that. For the record, may I move to stay these proceedings until this instant matter is adjudicated by a court of competent jurisdiction, which this court has no All subject right. matter jurisdiction. Denied. Under, uh, based on what law or fact? For the jury, please. Based on what law or fact? She's had to tell him multiple times she can't educate him on the Going law. That is not her position. They deserve to know. Depending on what her mindset is, this could this trial could be a blessing for her because this is very high profile. This is this is a career maker. Thank you, everyone. Please be seated. The jury was just seated. Go ahead, Mr. Brooks. Your closing argument, please. 
Good afternoon. It's, it's been a long day. Um, first off, I'd just like to start by uh, letting you guys know that uh, it's a lot of information that you guys should be privy to, I believe. And uh, one great. Thing Good that evening. I that you have not been privy to is the truth of your rights and your duties being the jury. Um, the the duty. You and you alone have the power. Not. No, they're aware of that, dude. Well prepared DAs with well prepared and clearly rehearsed um, speeches and, and exhibits and a lot of theatrics. Buddy, you should have rehearsed. Frankly, not the judge. You and you alone have the power. You and you alone decide what is truth and what isn't truth. He has watched some law and order. That you have the power to nullify any law that you don't agree with. Objection. Move to strike the statement. Sustained. Objection. I will strike from the record. That sovereign citizenship. Statement made by the defendant. The jury is, will disregard it. Which is clearly what I've been saying. I believe that not only is it fair, but it's essential that you be privy to all knowledge, not knowledge that certain people feel that you should hear and shouldn't hear disguised under the color of law um, the fact that the matter is <laughs> her like face with, uh, my opening um, statements I don't have a well prepared or rehearsed speech um I didn't look in the mirror and say certain points to myself over and over again to make sure I have them right or, or anything like that. I've chosen to speak from the heart in my opening statements and now I'm going to speak from the heart. What you won't hear me do is argue facts. And the reason you won't hear me argue facts is because I believe that it takes away from what should be recognized. The tragedy of this event, it should be recognized. <clears throat> Trying to argue facts of this, facts of that, I'm not going to waste your time doing that. It's a little emotional. I apologize for the long pause. It's hard to keep everything together emotionally. Um, and honestly, I don't believe that 
I have any more tears left. Um, it's, it's been a hard year. And apparently they went through a whole process and, and deemed him competent to be able to defend himself. And that should not be lost on, on anyone. It, it shouldn't be taken away. Um, I said it before and I'll say it again. It's a lot of people that are, are healing, that are attempting to heal. Um, people call them a space cowboy. What's up, my friend? That opens the door to talk about uh, forgiveness for a little bit. Um, with every healing process, there comes a, a forgiving process. Because um, this dude's a joker, and I'm a toker. It's not an easy thing for anyone. Um, Which you hide up for this shit from? The prosecution, and not to take anywhere anything away from them, but let's call it what it is. You've been hearing a lot of rerun, same things over and over and over. No different than when. Yes, you've been saying the same things over and over and over. Like when you first hear it, but they play it so much that eventually you start saying it the words to yourself before you even realize it. And then you sit and you go, I hate that song. Why am I singing? Just for the record, I don't hate Steve Miller band. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Attempting to make things stick in your head that simply aren't true. Why do I say, what am I saying? What are you saying? I say look at the testimony. You know, the the, the Okay, okay, if the, the dude's argument is he was running from the cops, he didn't mean to run people over, this wasn't a malicious act, this wasn't premeditated, and you should show lenience because of that. I did not mean to kill this people, this is a horrific accident. But I do. I apologize for my actions. I do deserve time. I I throw myself at the mercy of the court. If that is your argument, you have failed miserably at making it. You have failed miserably, sir. Here has been intent, 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 intent. And the, the the sovereign citizen thing comes into it as well because he doesn't believe our laws apply to him, that this court is even valid. But that's a whole other can of worms that, like, it's hard to explain to people in a short, condensed amount of time. We all know what's been said. We all know the picture that's been painted. He's also done a really bad job at making the sovereign citizen argument that the laws aren't valid. How can you look in somebody's head and say, this is what they intended to do? You know, for... For a year, I've 
I've sat and gone through this. Feeling so powerless. You know. Letting other Buddy. people run with the narratives. <clears throat> Sitting back helpless while other people paint a picture that has zero truth. Zero. No, 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 you, about you, healing myself. you ran a bunch of people over, killed six people. A lot of it, there's no need to get into. I, myself, in my own life, have had to do a lot of healing. As a man with children myself. I find it hard to believe that anyone who's really had conversations with me, spent time around me, would think for one second that this is an intentional act. Yes, he was charged with six counts of first-degree intentional homicide. I've never heard of someone intentionally trying to hurt someone while attempting to blow their horn. <coughs> while uh, attempting to alert people of their presence. The road was closed. More information that I believe that you should have been privy to. And I'm sure that the prosecution will beg to differ. But the fact of the matter is. The vehicle in question. Make well, there were 76 counts all in total. There were like 60 counts of reckless endangerment. The vehicle in question. Actually, 2008, 2009, and 2010 of that model was in fact recalled. Objection, misstatement of the facts. Facts not in evidence. Was in, in fact. Argument, Your Honor. Sustained. Was in fact recalled. He's saying that his vehicle, which I have a picture of him from his rap music video in front of, this is the this is the murder weapon in the parade. Apparently he's saying it was under recall. Was in fact a class action lawsuit against Ford Objection. for those models for those model vehicles. Sustained the journal disregard. Information that you should have been privy to. That you weren't allowed to be privy to. Why? I don't know. Because it wasn't true, apparently. That information. Malfunctioning throttle bodies. Mr. Brooks, move out. 
some information that you should have been. Igloo, hey, good evening. Vehicles that malfunction and accelerate, not being able to be stopped. Objection, that is the case. It's information, it's, it's information. Go ahead. Move to strike statements by Sorry Mr. for Holmes. the interruption. There are facts, not in evidence, Your Honor, and it's a complete misstatement. Sustained. How is it a misstatement when I have the information? Mr. Brooks, move on. This is information that I feel like you needed to know. You should have known. Information that was indeed odd. I agree. Away from you. Why? To prove a case? Information that you definitely should have been privy to. This is the trial of the Wilkesha parade killer. He's a sovereign citizen. The defendant has he is representing himself. utter disregard for human life. Utter disregard for human life. Yes, you have an utter disregard for human life. Not realizing that they're talk about a, talking about someone that has, again, has children. Talking about someone that watched their children come out of the womb and be born into this world, cut the umbilical cord, held them before their mom even did. Moments that I'll never forget. And yet they say disregard, utter disregard for human life. Dude, I'm sure there are plenty of killers that had kids. They made reference to a rage. As if they were, or if this particular DA was right there, standing right there, as if this DA is a psychiatrist. I said to myself. I seriously can't believe a psychiatrist ruled you competent to stand trial and represent yourself. How can you characterize that? How can you have the audacity to diagnose what someone's brain is. Where's that? RB, I'm not sure, but I, I'm I I think I read that he accelerated into the parade. DA makes references to blocks of no one being injured, but then says it's intentional. You add that up with the supposed rage the supposed intent to harm and kill.
and it doesn't doesn't kick in until well within blocks. And maybe it's just me, but I would. All right, we've watched about 20 minutes of his closing statements. Let's move on to the verdict, because I doubt we're going to get any, any any better arguments out of him in the in the rest of the 30 minutes he's got there. As they were before, I would make just one note that Mr. Brooks is now present. This is the reading of the verdict. And I will also advise that at 9.43 Don't believe the jury deliberated all that long. I was advised that the jury had reached verdicts in this matter. And without anything further, I'll have the jury brought out. <clears throat> Your Honor, I don't. That kept going for 30 more minutes, like indeed. Address subject matter jurisdiction for the record has yet to be proven. Your objections are noted. Your objections are noted. I would like to tell you that this proceeding it takes 25 minutes to read all of the charges against him. So we're not going to watch the whole thing. But you're going to get to see his reaction to at least the most serious charges. I will not be addressing subject matter jurisdiction. Please bring the jury out. Would it be proven for the record, Your Honor? Is there anyone in the chat that doesn't know what the what the verdict is going to be? Just a reminder to everyone that I do expect everyone in the courtroom to demonstrate appropriate decorum and courtesy as the verdicts are read and refrain from audible responses. Any disruptions may result in removal from the courtroom. Your Honor, is that a tacit agreement not to address subject matter? Tacit agreement. For the record. Jury's coming in. All rise, please. I respectfully object to that ruling, Your Honor, and request the legal reconsideration of your ruling for the record. Your requests are noted, sir. We will not be addressing that further. For the record, may I respectfully reject that ruling and take exception to that ruling, Your Honor? Yes, you can take exception to it if you want. It's your determination that you don't have to answer that question as a public servant, Your Honor. For the record, it's a voodoo honor. The legal or factual basis for your ruling, Your Honor. She's explained to him numerous times. She's not for there the to explain the law to him. We request a written judicial finding of fact and conclusion of law on this issue, Your Honor. All your requests are noted for the record. They all are denied, sir. All rise. Jury's coming in. For the record, may I respectfully move for an interlocutory declaratory appeal on this matter, Your Honor? Not the court for that. For the record, may I move to stay these proceedings until this instant matter is adjudicated by a court of competent jurisdiction? Tonight. Based on what law or fact, Your Honor? This suit looks nice. Is that oh, a I like the tie. That you don't have to answer that question. For the record, Your Honor, as a public servant. You don't have to address admiralty law or common law if this court is yes, not clinically. admiralty law. Well, that, that has been part of his argument that any of those the laws issues. don't apply. Uh, that the laws aren't valid. Please be seated. 
Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, have you picked one among you to be the four person? All right, and I see it's juror number 11. Have you reached verdicts on all 76 counts? Yes. I want, I want to point out the smile on her face because she knows this is over. <laughs> She's like, I am so glad this is the last day of this. All right, and I see it's juror number 11. Have you reached verdicts on all 76 counts? Yes. All right, would you please hand all of the forms to the bailiff? I, that is, that is, this has been about a month. And remember, this is going on a year now. She would have had the case, pre-trial conferences, all that good shit. But this has been like a solid month of this trial specifically. 76 counts. It takes 25 minutes. We're going to watch the first few minutes here. The most serious counts are six counts of intentional homicide. There are 60 counts of reckless endangerment. He did have public defenders. It was right before the trial that they held several hearings about his ability to represent himself. He had a public defender early on. He specifically wanted to go to trial. I I am I am pretty certain that there was no plea deal you could have offered him that he would have accepted. It was trial, and I don't think I don't think there was a lawyer yeah, willing to go to trial with the him. Verdict is it necessary that I have these shock devices on my ankles? Yeah, you might try to run, motherfucker. I have seen people uh, kill themselves during sentencings. Run out of the courtroom and jump off a balcony. It just happened like a couple of years ago. Prosecution incredibly stoic. I, I would say it's a look of confidence. But I would say they as well are just happy to have it over with. The anticipation is killing me. I can't imagine what it would be like to be in Daryl Brooks's shoes at this moment. The anticipation is killing me. Does he know? Does he does does he know? Does he know does he know he fucked himself? Does he really think he convinced somebody? So yeah, there was a grain of truth to the whole recall thing, but there wasn't an official recall. The, the throttle was not accused of doing what Brooks 
asserted it did. I do believe he tried to present it as evidence and it like that got adjudicated and struck down like he wasn't allowed because the the prosecution knew the claims he was making <coughs> so I, w I would assume he did try to do it during the trial and uh, the judge ruled it inadmissible did my best to delay the commercials if you're not subscribed on Twitch. Make sure that you didn't miss anything. I didn't know it was going to take this long. So my apologies if you get hit with a commercial break at a at a, at a, at a rough point. That is a hell of a lot of paperwork. For those of you listening to the podcast, the judge is flipping through all of the goddamn paperwork, all of the the seventy six counts. She's and getting ready to read. That there are seventy six signed verdicts, yep. seventy six unsigned verdicts, which would be what I would expect. All right, I will read each one into the record. We, the jury, find the defendant, Daryl E. Brooks guilty of first-degree intentional homicide as charged in count one of the information. Dated this 26th day of October 2022, signed by the foreperson, juror number 11. If you find the defendant guilty of first-degree intentional homicide, answer the following question, yes or no. Did the defendant commit first-degree intentional homicide while using a dangerous weapon? Answer, yes. We, the jury, find the defendant Daryl E. Brooks, guilty of first-degree intentional homicide as charged in count two of the information. Did the defendant commit first-degree intentional homicide while using a dangerous weapon? Answer, yes. Or in hell, you piece of shit. Hey, you are to be removed right now. You will not do that. We, the jury, find the defendant, Daryl E. Brooks, Guilty of first-degree intentional homicide as charged in count three of the information. And I should state as to count two, it was signed and dated by the four-person. Member of the gallery said, burn in hell, you piece of shit. First-degree intentional homicide while using a dangerous weapon. Answer, yes. We, the jury, find the defendant, Daryl E. Brooks, guilty of first-degree intentional homicide as charged in count four of the information. Dated this 26th day of October, 2022, signed by the foreperson. Did the defendant commit first-degree intentional homicide while using a dangerous weapon? Answer, yes. We, the jury, find the defendant, Daryl E. Brooks, guilty of first-degree intentional homicide as charged in count five of the information dated today's date and signed by the foreperson. Did the defendant commit first-degree intentional homicide while using a dangerous weapon? Answer, yes. We, the jury, find the defendant, Daryl E. Brooks, guilty of first-degree intentional homicide 
as charged in count six of the information dated today's date signed by the foreperson. So that is guilty First degree all six of the most serious counts, intentional homicide. Yes. There are 76 counts in total, 60 reckless endangerment counts. He was guilty on all 76. Of the information dated today's date and signed by the fourth person. Did the defendant commit first degree recklessly indeed? There is 20 more minutes of her reading guilty verdicts against this motherfucker. Daryl E. Brooks, guilty of first degree recklessly endangering safety as charged in count eight of the information. Dated today's date and signed by the four person. 20 more minutes reading the charges against him. Guilty on every single charge. All 76 counts. Daryl E. Brooks, guilty of first degree recklessly endangering safety as charged in count nine of the information. Dated today's date, signed by the four person. Did the defendant commit first degree recklessly endangering safety while using a dangerous weapon? Answer, yes. We, the jury, find the defendant, Daryl E. Brooks, guilty of first degree recklessly endangering safety as charged in count 10 of the information dated today's date and signed by the foreperson. Did the defendant commit first degree recklessly endangering safety while using a dangerous weapon? Answer, yes. We, the jury, find the defendant, Daryl E. Brooks, guilty of first degree recklessly endangering safety while using a dangerous weapon? Yes. We, the jury, find the defendant, Daryl E. Brooks, guilty of first degree recklessly endangering safety. Pretty much the same since the second count was read. We, the jury, find the defendant, Daryl E. Brooks, guilty of first degree recklessly endangering safety as charged in count 13 of the information dated today's date, signed by the fourth person. Did the defendant commit first degree recklessly endangering safety while using a dangerous weapon? Answer, yes. We, the jury, find the defendant, Daryl E. Brooks, guilty of first degree recklessly endangering safety as charged in count 14 of the information dated today's date, signed by the fourth person. Did the defendant commit first degree... The prosecution looks to have, like, disdain on their face. We, the jury, find the defendant, Daryl E. Brooks, guilty of first degree recklessly endangering safety as charged in count 15 of the information dated today's date, signed by the fourth person. Did the defendant commit first degree recklessly endangering safety while using a dangerous weapon? Answer, I yes. mean, he did make their, the jury, their job far harder. Dated today's date, signed by the fourth person. Did the defendant commit first degree recklessly endangering safety? So, yeah. There is still another maybe 15 minutes of reading charges against him. Here is how the victims reacted after the reading of the verdict earlier today. And thank you for joining us at five. The jury's verdict was swift and it was clear. Daryl Brooks guilty on all 76 counts in connection with the Waukesha Christmas Parade tragedy. Brooks believe was the sentencing often is in a couple weeks. during his trial but was silent as he listened to the verdict in the first count. He then put his head in his hands and stayed in that position as the verdicts were read on the other charges. The first six guilty verdicts pertain to the six people he killed. Bill Hospel, Leanna Owen, Jane Kulik, Jenny Sorensen, Tamara Durand, and Jackson Sparks. Bruce Harrison has been covering the trial for us from day one. He has the details on how this all ended in court today and how prosecutors reacted. We want to start, though, with reaction from the victims and their families. Our Mary Jo Ola gets us started. Mary Jo. 
Susan, victims and their families have been in and out of this courthouse for the last three and a half weeks following this trial closely, and we can only imagine how challenging this time has been for them. Soon after that guilty verdict was read, a few of them reacted publicly. I want to first thank, thank the prosecution team. Uh, they were the one that got us to this point. I'm very happy with the, the verdicts and that you know justice has been served today. After nearly a month-long trial, the victims in the Waukesha Christmas Parade stood in front of news cameras to say their piece. We've been praying for this day for a long time. Marshall Sorensen's mother, Virginia Sorensen, was killed while participating in the parade with the Milwaukee Dancing Grannies. This morning, my, my five-year-old daughter came granny. and hand me, hand me, handed me this necklace with my mom's ashes in it, and she told me to take my mom with us for the sentencing so she was with us today and it i just want to thank everyone for what they did today tyler pudliner was injured while playing the saxophone with the waukesha south high school concert band it's been a difficult day um i know that this will give us healing this is another step forward in this process we've been resilient all the way through one of the things that i've said so much throughout this is that we're stronger than him, and it's been proven today. Families expressed gratitude to the district attorney, police, and community for rallying behind them. It's been amazing to see how wonderful this community has been to pull together for all of those who were hurt that night. One last thing my mom always used to tell us when we were kids and our family that she always said, angels watch over you guys. So I just want to say angels watch over you guys. Now, as you saw there, there is a sense of somber relief. Some of the victims encourage the community tonight to turn on their blue lights. It's a reference to that show of unity across Waukesha that took place immediately after that Waukesha Christmas parade tragedy. Live in Waukesha. He jumped his bill twice? I didn't know that. Burning hell, you piece of shit, was my a favorite part of that. Two counts of felony bell jumping and one count of battery. Was that what they were... That might have been like what he was... Because uh, uh, I think he had a warrant out for him. And it was why he was running. So it is, it is a, um, it is not a death penalty state. He just got life in prison. He will spend the rest of his life in prison. There's no chance he's getting out. So there you have it. That, that, and right wingers have, have latched on to this case for some odd reason and they try to present it as a a case of leftist violence but this guy was a sovereign citizen asshole who clearly was fucked up in the head but I know they they like to frame it as like he was some kind of like BLM activist or some shit 120 years minimum. 
I don't I don't know why they latched onto this case. I didn't want to be accused of not covering it. Anytime that they brought up, oh, what about the parade killer? What what about him? Yeah, we watched that trial as well. We we do the news here on the Troll Patrol, but all in all, I feel like that doing that story was exploitative. Uh, but I get a few. I get a few guilty pleasures, right? Just like fucking talking talking about Matt Walsh talking about the Mario movie. That's like a guilty pleasure. That's that's the shit that we do at the end of the show where we're just like, ha ha, let's make fun of the dumb fuck right winger. Even though I do, I owe Matt Walsh uh, a lot in my career, I guess. He did once call me a formidable voice in the culture. Justin Freakin, the formidable voice in the culture. Matt Walsh, I I don't know what his beef is with the Mario movie. Maybe he's got beef with somebody. He's got beef with the Mario movie. There might be like a, 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 a six degrees of Kevin beefing going on here. I don't know what's up. But we'll let's find out what Matt Walsh has to say. All right, we got to do sort of an abbreviated five headlines because I spent so much time on John Oliver. But we've got another John that's causing a problem today. I also wanted to mention this. This is from the Daily Mail. It says, John Leguizamo. It's not been a great couple of weeks for John's. John Leguizamo has slammed the all-white cast of Super Mario Brothers. Wasn't he uh, Luigi in the, in the and the lack original of movie? Leads on, uh, he said this on Saturday. The actor, 62 who played Luigi in the 1993 live-action film, critiqued the casting choices as the film sees Chris Pratt take on the iconic role of the Italian plumber Mario. Following the re- Okay, my two cents on this is... is uh, I always get his name wrong. Is it like Charles Minette? The guy who actually does the... the voice of, of uh, Mario... Like he's totally still alive. Why? Why is he not the voice of Mario? I mean, not to Charles Matinette. How you say it? I mean, if you're gonna cast a white actor as Mario, why not this motherfucker? Since he is the fucking voice of Mario. An American actor and voice actor known for his portrayal of both Mario and Luigi. I you you've got a perfectly good Charles uh, Martinet here. Al Pacino should play more. That's not bad. That's not bad. I would watch that. So why? I just don't understand it because it's a it's a it's a fucking animated movie. So uh, I don't get that choice. Release of the first trailer for the upcoming film. John voiced his concerns while praising the groundbreaking colorblind casting of the original. Black Taking black as uh, Bowser is a good choice. So glad Super Mario Bros is getting a reboot. Obviously, it's iconic. But too bad they went all white. No Latinx in the leads. Groundbreaking oh, colorblind casting in the original. Plus, I'm the only one who knows how to make this movie work script-wise. Latinx is a term that is intended to be gender neutral. Okay, blah, blah, we know that. He attached three screenshots of himself as Luigi and Bob Hoskins, who played Mario from the 1993 film. In the photo caption, he wrote, Apologize to this movie right now. 
Okay, so his, his real problem is that just he's not being cast in the film. And he has he's somehow convinced himself that the original Super Mario Brothers film was some sort of iconic masterpiece. It's uh, no, 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 not iconic masterpiece. It is what they call a cult classic. It has reached cult classic status from being so bad that it's good kind of thing. And that a lot of people my age have member berries about it. Like as kids, they really liked it, even though they didn't understand what the fuck's going on. Still don't understand what the fuck is going on with it. But it has reached what is called cult classic status. And that I don't see John Leguizamo, you know, blowing smoke up his own ass. It, it, it is a cult classic. There's this, like nothing that can make the script work in that film or in this one, by the way. I mean, it is a, a film based on a video game about Italian plumbers who are in some sort of hallucinogenic state and have magic. I'll watch it eventually, I guess, but it's, it's not wrong that you don't care about turtles. it. So like, there's, there's really nothing that can happen that can make that script make any sense at all. But he seems to imagine that, uh, that that's what he did. But here's the here's the real point about this. This just shows how these it's just the the it's fruitless and hopeless to point out the hypocrisy. But I still yeah, Matt's hair is wild because John Liguizamo just a few weeks ago was taking issue with the uh, casting of James Franco as Fidel Castro, and his issue then he called for a boycott of the upcoming Fidel Castro biopic, which is by the way fine. I'll, I'll be boycotting it just. Uh, Franco kind of looks like Castro. I have no interest in watching a biopic about Fidel Castro. That's not his problem with it. Now, he agrees with Fidel Castro politically, but he doesn't want to see Fidel Castro besmirched and degraded by having a white guy portray him. He said that there should be, there should be quote, Latinx person portraying Fidel Castro. So that, that was his criticism for the Castro film, is that there shouldn't be a white guy because you need to make the ethnicities accurate. You need to reflect, you know, the, the character that they're portraying. But then on this one, he has the exact opposite criticism. So his problem with the Fidel Castro film... Mario is not real. They did colorblind casting. His problem for Mario is that it's, is that it's not colorblind casting. Castro was a real person. So what is his real person. issue? His real issue is just with hiring white people to act in films. That's it. He just doesn't like seeing white Mario isn't real. Toad isn't real. We have some some great announcements that we're going to be making today. Oh no, oh, yeah. Chuck Schumer! So before we do, oh no, that, that's, oh, no this is Ron DeSantis. I was wrong. I thought I was hearing Chuck Schumer's voice. Oh, Maddie Walsh. Here is Elon Musk. Apparently, he's moving into Twitter, and the first thing that he brought was the sink. Yes, my account on Twitter is suspended. Elon, let me back on. Elon. Real turtles only. That's a good one, girl of the gray. How dare you. They already are they <laughs> Yes, and he posted on Twitter. Let that sink in. 
Apparently, Elon Musk is quite fond of that sink, and he wants to bring it to his new digs at the Twitter headquarters. They've said it could go through as soon as next week. I'll believe it when I see it. I, I believe it's possible it could go through by the end of the year. Elon, let me back on. I don't like the fact that I am not allowed on Twitter. See, I can't, I can't heart you bringing the sink into the into the Twitter headquarters because my account is suspended and is not permitted to perform that action. Let me back on. Let me back on, Elon. I'll, I'll, I'll change my tune about you. I'll stop ragging on you all the time if you let me back on Twitter, Chief Twit. Changed his description to Chief Twit. Oh my god, Chief Twit indeed. I didn't have an animal video, right? Sorry. I'll find one real fast. Animal videos are plentiful. I don't know. I don't know why I haven't made my. Oh, this one. Giving puppies their first belly rubs. There we go. Exactly what we need. Look at that. Yeah, we gotta turn that down because you know this shit's on. Or this shit's copyrighted. Mars is a one way trip, that's for sure. Elon wants to go. Here's you some, some belly pets. Animals seeing magic tricks sounds amazing. I just searched animal. Usually I've got some. I've got some I've got some in the bank. But I just didn't go and grab one tonight. I was I was pressed for time. <laughs> Always pressed for time. Is it is it time for the uh intellectual dollar tree? Straight into Echoplex Media. I do believe so. It it be the intellectual dollar tree tonight over on Echoplex. Producer Dave and HK are watching I don't even know what this is. I don't know who these two fucks are. Go find out, shall we? I might be joining Producer Dave this Saturday for Operation Catterday and some uh Halloween shenanigans. Just throwing that out there. This Friday night we got me and the media winch for Halloween freak show. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol live.